Glow My God is brought to you by Afterglow ATX, a digital music publication in Austin, Texas. Read the entirety of our content at afterglowatx.com and follow us on all social media at Afterglow ATX. Welcome back to Glow My God. Happy 2020. We are officially back and better than ever. I'm Delaney Davis, one of the editors-in-chief of Afterglow and one of the hosts of this podcast. Joining me as my co-host this semester is Annie Lyons. Hello, hello. One of the co-founders of Afterglow and my fellow editor-in-chief, and she's finally returned from studying abroad in France. Zoe has left us for Los Angeles and is currently interning with NBC. Goodbye, Zoe. Um, We have a very special hot topic for today, all things award season and music. Our special guest hosts are Salome Hailu. Hey. Another co-founder of Afterglow and the current editor-in-chief of our print edition. More about that soon. And Mark Yoder, our audio director. What's up? But for now, let's move on to our next segment, What's New in Music? In What's New in Music, we talk about some of the most exciting developments in music over the past couple of weeks. To start us off, P.S. I Love You, the highly anticipated sequel to All the Boys I Loved Before, came out on Valentine's Day. And if nothing else, literally nothing else. It was so bad. It was directed by a man. (laughs) The soundtrack is good. Uh, It has Barry, Marina, Catania, and more. If you end up watching it, which, mm, that's kind of your decision. It really (laughs) is terrible. At least you have some good tunes to get you through it. Also in TV news, the Hulu remake of High Fidelity also just dropped. It's a gender-bent version based off the original 2000 movie and has 10 whole episodes of Zoe Kravitz being the pretentious record stomp with commitment issues of our dreams. The long-awaited video to Little Nas X's Rodeo is finally out, featuring choreography, vampires, and the Matrix. And now it's time for the topic at hand, everything awards season and music. In summary, we love Laura Dern and we hate Eminem. (laughs) So for those of you who missed it, at the 2020 Spirit Awards, the Gay Men's Chorus of Los Angeles performed a beautiful um, song about all the gayest moments in film the past year, but it just quickly transitions into a homage to Laura Dern (laughs) with lyrics such as Laura Dern kicking her feet up on the couch. Laura Dern ordering a kale salad, Laura Dern dressed slutty in court, and then they just start singing Laura Dern. It just kind of makes you want to eat a kale salad with her. And dress slutty in court. Like, I don't have any interest in going to law school, but if I could, like, wear the Laura Dern dress in court, it could all be worth it. All the stress, all the student debt. So they go through, like, all these moments of different stars having iconic gay moments in 2019 film. Like, there's the kid from Marriage Story who is probably one day going to be gay upset because he's obsessed with Halloween and loves his mother, uh, which was <laughs> iconic. And there was, like, the Aquafina line. What was oh, it? it's uh, the Aquafine Guggenheim, or Aquafina Guggenheim rejection letter <laughs> from The Farewell. And so you think that Laura Dern's just going to be one moment, but then the whole rest of the song turns into just Laura Dern. Yeah. And they bring out Alex Newell, who is, like, a <laughs> ex-Glee star, I think, who just belts her name. And Laura Dern is so gay. I know. She's just, like... Watching Laura Dern re- react to it is one of the... The That's the best. Yeah, that is. She's like sure. snapping and dancing in the audience. Like, how would y'all react to if someone like 
they were chanting your name <laughs> and all of them. I'm a Leo, like, so I would love it. I don't know. I would feel really, really uncomfortable. <laughs> wait, I wait. What's Laura Dern's birthday? Well, yeah, we need to we find need out. To know. That's important okay. information. She is February 10th. Oh, yeah, because her birthday was right after the Spirit Awards. So it's Aquarius. So, Aquarius. Okay, oh. I can see it. Aquarius. She's, like, kind of bashful at first. Like, she's amused <laughs> when during the first few lines. Yeah, and then is. by the time it hits the chorus, she she starts, she's, like, snapping. The arms are out. <laughs> like, directing her own kind of chorus. Aquarius it's very, is, like, like, attention. Like, they like to dance and vibe. Triumphant. She could have a Leo moon. They are. No, we don't know. We don't know her chart. We don't know her story. Laura Dern, if you're listening. Please send us your chart. <laughs> Add me on CoStar. Yeah, what's the moon? We need to know like the full the full analysis for sure. But that yeah, amazing, amazing performance and amazing scene. Um, but on a darker note, <laughs> so basically the Spirit Awards are everything I like in an awards show. They I admit I did high bar. Yeah, I did not watch the whole thing, but like they had. Um, Aubrey Plaza as their host. They have the Laura Dern song. And then we, the very next night, <laughs> the next night. go into something much darker. <laughs> so the 2020 Oscars, not nearly as cute, A, because the Oscars refused to nominate any indie films for any good awards. Um, but Parasite Hive. Parasite Hive. Bong Hive. <laughs> Bong Hive. Two um, Pops was snubbed, I'll just say that. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. But they have no hosts, like nothing is nearly as cute, and the performances, like after watching Laura Dern just 24 hours before, right. they bring out Eminem. Eminem, yeah. A.K.A. Marshall Mathers, A.K.A. Slim Shady. Why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, it's, it's incredibly dark-sided. Before they announced the Oscar for Best Original Song, they had this, like, cool montage of iconic uses of music and movies. Um, so there's, like, Don't You Forget About right. Me in The Breakfast Club and, like, Whitney Houston singing I Will Always Love You and The Bodyguard. And then it's Eminem performing Lose Yourself in 8 Mile, <laughs> which, like, that was fine, I guess. Yeah. I just expected the montage to continue. And then it was, like, a really long scene of Eminem, like, on the screen just continuing to perform Lose Yourself. Yeah, I was, like, I was wow, like, they're really emphasizing which no one 8 Mile on Yeah, here. I was just which like, is kind of strange because that movie came out. This what, is like taking up a lot. This is four, taking up a lot of like twenty years ago. It, and this is the twenty twenty right. Oscars, and I was like, was so this movie ago. is not relevant. It's not as iconic as like the Breakfast Club of Don't Forget. No, it was me. just really uncomfortable, and all of us were waiting for it to end. And then all of a sudden, like the screen end. goes away, <laughs> and, and you then realize you had that moment of like, oh, that's <laughs> why we saw that much of a mile, and it's like. And then it quickly fades into bitter disappointment. Bitter disappointment. <laughs> I had an Oscars party at my house. Everyone on this podcast was there. And like we just like paused and there was a collective groan. And so yeah. Eminem does a live performance of Lose Yourself and everyone's just kinda like on a sweat already. <laughs> Mom, forget it. I'm like, dude, you're like forty seven, like get off the stage, man. Like and it's just confusing because it's not relevant. Like Eminem hasn't right, done anything that's the this problem. year. He wasn't in any movies this year. It wasn't like there were any songs in any movies last Wait, year. Didn't that... he have an album come out? Yeah, but like, but it was it's the Oscars. It was crick... No, but the thing is, he had an album come out and it was cricket. Wait, did like, he really put out an album? I thought he last did. Year, I have no two idea. years ago, oh, I genuinely yeah. have no idea. Because I know he out. put out an album and then everyone hated it, and then he made another album. Responding to all the criticism and like, <laughs> oh wait, he just put out the album, exactly. like January seventeenth, twenty twenty. Music to be murdered by. I've literally never <laughs> heard of that. Exactly, it was cricket. So like, I don't know if this was like a move by his PR team to yeah, no, give him clearly. some sense or, like, of relevancy. Why didn't he perform a song from the new album? Like, do a medley, do <gasps> wait, lose yourself, and then do a new song. Wait, I'm sorry. 
The new album has a Nobody wants to hear picture that. of Ed Sheeran. Of course no. it does. Ed Sheeran together on a but track. But I'm not Joe, surprised. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but God. I am not surprised. And but I have anyways, a new skip of the week. We're trying to, <laughs> we're like trying to give it a chance. We're like, okay, what's he going to do? Oh, like, how does for he yourself. I was not giving it a chance. Yeah, I wasn't actually trying to give it a chance. But I, I, I had a little hope, you know. Like, you did. You're probably the only person at the party who was trying, had any hope at I all. I right, turned that, away. You know, I don't hate the song, Lose Yourself. You know, it's one of those, I mean, I wouldn't really listen to it now, but I used to like it maybe back in middle school or what, what have you. And I was like, okay, so what is he going to do with it? Yeah, either way, I'm just what waiting for him to spice it up. He, I'm yeah. like, why, why does Lose Yourself matter in 2020? Like, give me something hard-hitting Eminem. And especially it's just give me regular ass. Especially because this is the Oscars. Like, as much as we, like, hate the Oscars sometimes, it is, like, one of the biggest award shows. So you think people will come out and pull out all the stops, and it was... The 100%. most boring performance. I just felt Compare like it was the early that 2000s. To Laura, Laura Dern. <laughs> you simply can't. And there's a dichotomy there. Like, <laughs> Makes things really uncomfortable, truly. Right. 2020. I think it's like so like clear that like he's irrelevant at this point. And like that's the only reason he agreed <laughs> to do it. And like yeah. Well, it's just also confusing because his was the only performance that wasn't like of an original song. Yeah. Or like, like, you know, Idina Menzel like does the Frozen song with like all the other Frozens um, from across the world. Which was cute. It's cute. It's wholesome. And then, you know, yeah. like uh, Cynthia Erivo like does her song and Elton John comes out. Does Elton John, his song. hi. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Um, the and audience then just was like clearly like M&M. so many of them were not having it. Um, there was these iconic images of like Martin Scorsese like falling asleep or like crying. Oh, I don't sleep. Yeah. I'm sleep. He yeah. looks miserable. Billie Eilish looks disgusted. Like yeah, she, she doesn't know so who confused. Eminem is. She really doesn't know. <laughs> I wish I could live in her world. I would love to not know who like, Eminem is. Who is this old man? Rapping angrily. Adina Menzel's like trying really hard to vibe. Like she's like nodding her head, but her like eyebrows are all knotted up. And trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the first two people they show were just clearly not yeah, like. Yeah, it was like Scorsese and Adina, I think. Yeah, were first. and so they quickly pan to other people trying yeah. to find people vibing. And then you have poor Martin Scorsese just like asleep in his <laughs> yeah. chair. And I think just poor, sweet hip hop head Anthony Ramos was like the yeah, only yeah, person yeah. The Anthony Ramos crowd. was like bobbing his head. He knew every single word. Like, you can just tell the camera people it. are like desperately they trying found to find one. anybody they found interested, one with even him, remotely for sure. interested. Yeah, so. They found the one person. Um, yeah, exactly. Good for them. See, um, Out of a crowd. But we took to Twitter um, <laughs> after and during the awful performance, yes. you know, to get some consolation, to commiserate with our sweet internet friends. And we were all like live tweeting throughout it. And a lot of people started making edits of like Flo Millie's in the party, like <laughs> playing over like every triumphant like award acceptance. Um, and I think like I'm glad that the Academy thought to include some hip hop and like on the movies, like the movie industry's biggest night. But I think it should have been Flo Millie. If anyone, yes. Flo Millie should have been the choice. Like, is she involved in cinema at all? No. Not yet. Like, is she that huge a star yet? No, but personally, like, <laughs> I mean, it's a party. She's in the party. Right. 100%. <laughs> what more do you need? I mean, Flo Millie shit. Like, I feel like that's enough said. Nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> all right, For next sure. topic. <laughs> um, so, speaking of best original song, my king, Elton John, won. 
I'm Shout really out. happy because Rocket Man got snubbed. <laughs> I'm like the only one talking about. I this. know. I it's, still haven't seen it. I wanna. I, wanna I really want to see you. it just because I hate Bohemian Rhapsody yes. so much. <laughs> so I want to watch Rocket Man and love it just so I can like continue to shit on Bohemian Rhapsody. Use it as another. Yeah, yeah exactly. Another like smoke for my fire. But I Bohemian have not Rhapsody. seen it yet. I just love Elton John, and he was performing, and he had like the giant glasses behind him. It was super cute. I was asked if I was going to mention Elton John before we started recording, and <laughs> yes, I obviously did. I can mention him in any conversation, <laughs> so I did. Respect. Um, so there was also the Oscar for Best Original Score, which went to Joker. Ooh. Um, which, like, okay, we so, all hate the movie. Was but she, like, the one woman involved in making the Joker? There was, like, her and I think some people in hair and makeup were also women, and they all talked <laughs> about how Joaquin Phoenix just, like, was terrible to work with. And I think the <laughs> makeup person quit because of that. Yeah, Joaquin um, Phoenix's speech was crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if I have the energy to get into Cal Joaquin Wright. Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Joker score was created by Hildur Gunnadottir or something like that. Okay. She's Swedish. I thought her speech was really cute. Her, yeah, she was really sweet. And honestly, the score is good. Like, I watched the movie. I was miserable the entire time. I was excited for it to end. But the score was pretty <laughs> decent. So You're I'm like fine this. that she won it. Just close your eyes and, like, listen to the music. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I did close my eyes and listen to the music, <laughs> like, several moments throughout the movie. Um, but it was nominated against the Little Women score and mm. Marriage Story in 1917 and Star Wars. So I saw all of those except for the Star Wars movie and all of them had incredible scores and there were so many good scores last year that were completely snubbed um the last black man in san francisco directed by joe talbot um the score is by emil Masseri, and it's all i listen to when i study for the last like six months i can't listen to anything else it's absolutely <laughs> stunning i was just like incredibly upset there were so many good indie scores last year um but the academy just wasn't having it i guess go for joker we live in a society so. <laughs> we do i really like the marriage story score a lot. I yeah, thought it was really pretty good. Um, Mark actually collaborated with Randy Newman a bit on the <laughs> story score. You want to talk about that? That might be a bit of a bold play. <laughs> I don't know if it was a collaboration, but uh, yeah. So you know the scene where he's so humble. <laughs> Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Forgettable. She's like nominated for every <laughs> They're in that kind of crazy fight in the apartment, and you know, Adam Driver like slams the wall. With it's his just so fist. authentic. It's like there's no way it he, came like, out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like it was very like weird and hilarious. So we rewinded it and like watched it like a few times, and like it kind of had like a nice rhythmic quality to like, it. Bu- 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 <laughs> yeah, like a I don't know how to describe it, but. I did feel like this could be turned into a beat. Like, this could be repurposed in kind of a funny way. So I tried it. It kind of worked. Let's take a listen. And let's play it right now. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. I can kill you forever. Fucking insane. Fucking insane. Fucking insane. Fucking insane. Fucking insane. So that was the thing. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed it. Honestly, it's a better beat than Eminem's performance. <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> yeah, so that was my collaboration with Randy Newman. Um, great guy. Okay. Uh, I will say, though, 
the Randy Newman performance for the Toy Story 4 song oh. was also kind of awful. It was lackluster. It was really confusing. Yeah, I liked that song in the movie. Like, when I watched Toy Story 4, I was like, okay, this is cute. But it, it just went on, like, really, really long. He's no Elton John. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Randy Newman's kind of that guy. But. I mean, he is that guy, but, which is why it was disappointing. It was like, lie. I know you can give me more Randy. Yeah. He was just kind of sitting at the piano for a while, and I feel like well, I got on my phone, and then we all got on we our We were phones. all on Twitter. We all looked up, and he was like, still playing the piano. I don't know if I feel the same way, but... Did like, you like it? What, what do you expect Randy Newman to do besides sit at the piano and, and, and play the keys, you know? that's I want him to jump off the roof Randy. like Lady Gaga that's did. That's what he does. I think yeah. I kind of wanted, like... Choreography, like, a, like I wanted some Sporkies to come out. Right, like, Sporkies, no. my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, uh, they definitely would have been like better production design. Yeah, that song is not um, just like a cute little acoustic, like old white man on a piano. It's about like an existential spork with like pipe cleaners and Google. You eyes. wanted them to bring out like Sporky. Yes, sporky. I wanted dancers. them to bring out the actual like. You know, that's fork. just one idea. That's it shouldn't be talk. up to me. <laughs> But something like that would have like gone that. a long way for yeah. you. I feel like they offered that to him. Like, so we're going to have all these sporky costumes come out. They're going to start doing like a kick dance or whatever. And he was like, nope, I'm Randy Newman. We're keeping it with me and the piano. And that's it. Like, I think that was his call. Yeah, I guess. Which, you know, maybe it was a time to go on Twitter. But I thought. <laughs> I just wanted Toy Story for the musical. Like, I just wanted Toy Story for the Broadway musical to make an appearance on it the definitely would have been more entertaining. <laughs> I'll admit that. Speaking of musicals, as the number one Cats defender in this room, I just have, <laughs> no, I have to bring no. up I'm how much, like, no. yeah, she is. I cannot believe, Absolutely. like, I knew they were going to do a Cats reference, but James Corden and Rebel Wilson were objectively the worst part of that movie, and the, like, the way they presented it, too. And I'm like, imagine, I forget what Oscar they presented, but imagine you're getting, like, this It was huge... visual effects because the visual effects were absolutely terrible in that movie. Oh, my God. So it was supposed to be some kind of self-aware joke, but it was also kind of terrible. It was terrible. Because, like, the VFX artists, part of, like, why the visual <laughs> effects in that movie were so yeah. bad is because, like, they were underpaid and then, like, all they got rushed, overworked yeah. and then all got laid off um, and got, like, so low. Yeah, I didn't movie. know any of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah it's really, really no, it was, bad. Like, it was really bad <laughs> that they, crazy. like, went up there and were, were making this huge, like, spectacle over it. And it's like, y'all weren't the VFX the artists. Yeah, then, so they're wearing these like disgusting cat costumes, yeah. like making these jokes that aren't funny. And then like since cats bat things around, I guess, they just like bat the bat microphone the mic. oh. between each other. They just keep hitting it back yeah. and forth and it goes on for like 30 seconds or maybe not that long, but it felt that it long. Felt longer, yeah. honestly. And you just kind of hear like tapping on the mic, which I won't do to you guys right now, but we would never do that. Be glad you. I spared you. Um Yeah, but I'm just like imagine it was 1917 that one and imagine getting this huge, Literally. like, life-changing award, <laughs> and you have to get it, like, presented to you by Rebel by Wilson and James Corden in these furry cat suits. Like, I hate everything. Like, it would have been one costume. thing if it was, like, if they had a host and this was, like, on the fun, like, oh, they're, we're introducing the presenters of the award. But the fact that they were the presenters of the award, they uh, disrespected the artists uh, on the team. Uh, and 1917 is such, a, like, a serious and, like, beautiful movie. And to just go from... The worst, like if they'd gone from like Idris Elba cat, you know. Oh, and Jennifer Hudson <laughs> or Jennifer cat. Hudson oh, that, cat. I would have been like mm, even Judy Dench so cat. into it. Mm, Honestly, mm. pretty much any cat, like objectively, any Rebel of the Jellicle Wilson cats. and James, Cor James Corden. The fact that like they're so bad in that movie is they clearly don't care. Like because they, they're not can and Jellicles do, except and they don't. For Rebel Wilson and James Corden cat. <laughs> I feel like that's well known. It, I can't believe Idris Elba was in that. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of sexual tension that I'm not really ready to unpack. <laughs> oh His body is very sleek, 
and that is all I will say on the subject. His cat body is just a little too smooth, a little too slippery. I still haven't seen it. Um, I'm kind of scared, too. I would never. You would have to capture me and like I think Afterglow should host a screening I think we should I sound is like the singing good Uh, sometimes I mean Jennifer (laughs) Hudson does a good job of memories but also, Wait, is Jason Derulo in that? He is. He is. He is Rum Tum Tugger. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to stop talking about cats. I'm thinking about them too much. Now. <laughs> <laughs> the, listen to the silence after just talking about I know. cats is like every single yeah, time. Like a breath of fresh air for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Speaking of other musicals that are maybe less controversial than the iconic Cats 2019, um, there are a lot of music-related movies in 2020 that we're looking forward to. I personally, I literally cry every single time I watch the trailer for the In the Heights adaptation, and I know we have um, some differing opinions of Lin-Manuel Miranda, but but In the Heights is an amazing musical. The trailer looks so good. It's like my favorite musical, and I cry actually every single time I see that trailer. It's good. I'm excited. West Side Story is my favorite movie ever. Uh, I'm so scared with I'm what they're going to do sca- about I'm it. I'm very scared. I'm kind of hopeful. I don't I'm know. I'm hopeful because, but I have y'all it. heard like Ansel Elgort's music? Wait, he has music? I heard him like sing at that one at, yeah, what he's, was it? No, he's Google. like a, he has a, his own like musical career actually. I did bit. not know that. Um, yeah. It's not <laughs> great. Yeah, no, I'm not like a, he, a huge There's fan There's some things personally. I'm hopeful about it because... The woman they cast to, or I guess the girl, is she a woman? She's 17, yeah. <laughs> Young woman. They cast to play Maria is actually like Latina and Natalie Wood wasn't, so I think that's a step in the right direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, from the original okay. movie. Um, but I just love the original movie so And her voice much. is incredible yeah. with the new girl. So I think it'll be good. I'm like cautiously optimistic, but like emphasis on the caution. I think it could be good. I'm just worried they're going to kind of overproduce it yeah like that that's it, what i feel like i hate to keep bringing up cats but it's it's we just know. like it's the blueprint of how to like go wrong with a movie musical <laughs> so i'm hoping they like just stick Spielberg to is gonna do anything to remotely similar to what cats was i really hope not <laughs> there's also an aretha biopic coming out mm. i yes. think in july yeah. starring jennifer hudson um which looks incredible it looks so so good the trailer like gives me chills and i think aretha franklin actually before she passed like Mentioned that she wanted Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, to play she like her gave her blessing, so that's awesome. So that's be really exciting. Avoiding some Bohemian Rhapsody mishaps. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited for that one. And then going back to West Side Story, there's a biopic on Leonard Bernstein, who composed all the music, starring Bradley Cooper, and I'm very excited for that because the music is just incredible in that movie. So 2020 is good looking stuff. good for yeah, us, music fans and film we buffs. We leave cats in the past, and we look forward <laughs> to better things and better times. We're ending things with Save, Skip, Repeat, where we go over our favorite and not-so-favorite tracks from the past week or so. For my save, I picked the new King Princess song, Ohio, because I really, really like the guitar on the track. For my skip, I chose anything from Justin's Changes. I don't really think I need to go (laughs) into that. And for my repeat, Leave It Alone, I'm still on the Haley Williams train. 
Back Sorry. to changes. I just think that if we're gonna go with eponyms, that if we're gonna say Justin, Justin's Justin Timberlake. I think Bieber needs his last name. <laughs> <laughs> Put some respect on it. Um, my save of the week is "Lost in Yesterday" from the new Tame Impala album. It has like a nice bass line, a nice groove. Great song. And then my skip of the week is Joji Joji's new song "Run." Very boring, nothing much to it. I think Joji's trash. <laughs> um, my repeat has been Baby Keem's Orange Soda. I think Baby Keem's next up in the rap game. I would recommend everyone check him out. <laughs> uh, he might be an industry plant, but we love him anyways. What is an industry plant? Everyone. Yeah. Uh, my save of the week is Physical by Dua Lipa. I am really excited for her new era and the Music video is incredible. Her visuals are great right now. My repeat for the week is Wear Sunscreen by Peach Pyramid. They're out of like British Columbia, Vancouver area, and it's like beach house melancholy pop. And then actually, Mark, I do have Ooh. an issue with one of your picks. What's happening? My skip for the week is also by Tame Impala. So I'm not okay. really feeling their new album okay. as much. What, yeah. What's the song? I said Glimmer. Um, to be fair, I haven't listened to the whole album yet. Well, you have to listen to the rest of the but, album. But I don't think Glimmer <laughs> necessarily represents the whole body of work. My friend has a disco playlist and Glimmer's on it. And uh, I've been yeah. listening nonstop to that playlist and without fail, every <laughs> single time Glimmer comes on. And it's like a short playlist, like only like 25 songs. Glimmer gets skipped every time. Okay. It's such a snooze. Okay. So I will listen to the rest of the album and get back to you. I don't think Glimmer's great. But it's a skip. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. That's, I mean, listen to the rest of the album and get back to me. Um, my save is Cut Me by Moses Sumney. Um, came out earlier this month. Um, I love listening to like all of his music. It just makes me feel really calm. Um, and then my skip, I just want to keep it, keep it movie related, keep it awards related right now. Um, my skip is just the whole concept of Eminem. I think that we as a society, um, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Um, and then I've had, I watched Portrait of a Lady on Fire last week and I've had a creepy Latin chant. There's just like all these women like dancing around a bonfire chanting, like, I can't remember how to say it in Latin, but it translates to we can't escape. Um, and I have that on repeat. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Oh, wait. So wait, wait. <laughs> we also have to be a chocolate rain. We'd like to add one more additional repeat, and that is "Chocolate Rain" by Tazon Day. Yeah. So Mark and an I are roommates, classic. and we've been we've been playing "Chocolate Rain" in the apartment like on repeat recently. Non-stop. And then we got into the podcasting room for the first time today, and like we're worried about our breathing showing up on the podcast, so we keep bringing <laughs> our heads away, away from the mic. From the mic, the way that Tazon Day does. Um, some um, stay dry, and others feel the pain. That's <laughs> "Chocolate Rain." So definitely go give that a re-listen on YouTube.com. You <laughs> Classic. On that note, thanks so much for sitting with us and sharing thanks y'all's for hot takes us. of the week. Tune in to our next episode, which will feature a brand new hot take about everything music related. Glow My God is a bi weekly podcast by Afterglow ATX. Follow us on all social media at Afterglow ATX for more updates. Chocolate rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain, a baby.